Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Last week, we started to learn about prayer. And we went deep. And we found out that prayer is not just talking to God. It's more than that. Praise the Lord. And that prayer is a language that communicates, you know, an understanding that you know, two people they accept. So we cannot just get up and pray. We need to understand why we pray. Praise the Lord. We need to understand why we pray. And we even there was an example. Remember, we had an example where it was um it was like if if somebody defaults you, for example, if somebody cheats you. You cannot go and tell your friend who is not a police officer to arrest that person. Because that your friend does not have the capacity to arrest. But if you go and you tell a police officer to arrest that person, the police officer can do it because he has the capacity. And then we went, went on to learn that the reason that is the case is that you just can't go to God and tell him to do something he does not do. You have to first understand who God is before you even want to talk to him in prayer. Because you know that God is life and he's the giver of life. God is light and he gives light. So you cannot go to God and say, God, kill someone for me. This person, I know he's a witch or she's a witch. So kill this person so that I'll have my peace of mind. God cannot kill that person for you because God does not take life. He gives life. I get what I'm saying. A lot of people think that God takes life, but he does not take life. There's nothing about God that shows that he takes life. But if you don't know God and you don't understand who God is, you might think that God, you see, I know people quote it. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there something that God cannot do? God, is it, people even say that what God cannot do does not exist. Yes, God can do everything that is consistent with his glory. And that's what we must understand. Because there are things God will not do because they are inconsistent with his glory. Amen. So we need to understand who God is. Then it makes it very, very easy for us to now pray. Because then we will know the kind of prayer that we would what, pray to him. We cannot just go to him and pray. And we also learned last week that we just don't pray out our emotions. You don't go to God and then you start, oh, oh God, I'm tired. I'm, no, 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 no. You just don't go and you start talking to God aimlessly. When you do that, you will not get any result. And that's why the Bible says in the book of James, it said many people pray and they don't get results because they pray amiss. They miss the prayer. They don't know how to pray. So they think they are praying. But you see, they are wasting their time. Hey, you can pray like you know, how they will say, that's not me you have prayed sometimes you don't even there are some prayers that are so powerful that you don't even have to even shout but those prayers will work because you understand what you are doing you know who you are talking to praise the lord if you don't know who you are talking to you might think that ah, if I shout them all that means God will hear me the bible says God is not deaf neither is it dumb 
even the thoughts that you have not yet spoken from your mouth, he knows them. So do you think that by shouting will make him hear it? Yes. Sometimes when we are praying, we increase momentum and all of that. It is okay. But don't think that the shouting is what makes God to hear you. No. The shouting is just for us. Eh? You know, as you are praying, you get excited and you start shouting. Does not mean that shouting is what God get God to hear you. No. Amen. Are you here? So, that is the foundation. Today, we are going to go another step. Because, see, prayer is important too. But I've come to realize, especially this week, God has been giving me some revelations about prayer. I'm shocked. You know, sometimes you think you know. Then God will take you to another level. You say, ah, child, I don't know anything. So, you always have to now say, God, teach me. Feel me. Amen. Now, today, what we are looking at is simple. Do you know that when we are praying, the prayers that God hears and the prayers that works, it's not the kind of prayer that you pray to God and say, God, take me out of a problem. Please pay attention. You see, many people, they go to God in prayer and say, you know, God, please, this problem that I am going through, Please, solve it for me. I need this thing. Take this thing away. Do this for me. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit told me. God is more interested, okay, in revealing his glory in the midst of the problem more than just letting the problem go away. Now, I'm going to explain it. I know this one is big. The point is this. We have already established who God is. God is light. Now, let's use that example again. If you enter your room, right, and your room is dark, right, the obvious thing is for you to turn on the light. The problem is not the darkness. You see, the room that is dark is not much of a problem. The only, the only time, listen, the only time you get a bit worried is when you realize that when you enter the room there's also light off like ECG has taken their power and there's, there's power outage. So if there's power outage and then you enter your room and there's darkness, you'll be thinking, hey there's darkness, then there's no light. So then the darkness becomes a problem that you cannot solve at that moment. But if you enter your room in spite of the darkness. But you are aware that ECG has not taken their light and there's no power outage. The darkness is no more a problem. Oh, please. I'm going somewhere. Raise your head and look at me because I want to communicate something to you. The problem is not the problem. Uh, are you in church? I, I writing some notes. I said, the problem is not the problem. The problem is that you don't know there is a solution for that problem. The problem is not the problem. No, no, no. The problem is not the problem. Because if I know that ECG has not taken their light, there's no power outage, and my, my prepaid meter, there's power on it, and I enter the room, and there's darkness. I just look for the switch and I switch it on. Light has come. I, so you don't even think about the problem because there's light. Now, this is the same picture that we see in our walk with God. The Bible says God is light and in him there's no darkness at all. And you, you are also the light of the world. Now, when God brought his light into this world, he did not sack darkness. Oh, are you here with me? I'm laying this foundation for When God brought light, he did not say, darkness, go away. Don't, don't come, no. He created the light and allowed darkness to still be there. Because when there's light, darkness is irrelevant. Darkness has no power. 
So when people are praying, you see, they go to God praying, oh God, I have a problem. Please help me, help me. That kind of prayer will not work quickly because the prayer that will work faster is that prayer that wants to invite God to reveal his glory in the midst of the problem. I'm going to show you. Now this is a revelation I got from God. See, let me give you an example. There's a difference saying, God, please, I don't have money. I'm suffering. I don't have money. Please, please provide. Than, than saying, God, I thank you. Even though I don't have money, I know you are my provider. I know I have it. I have everything that I need. There's a, there's a difference between these two prayers. But you see, the first one is what a lot of Christians they pray. Hey, God. Hey, God. I am. You see, they are moving from prayer to prayer because they think they have a problem. And they have forgotten that they have a God. Uh, they think they have a problem, but they have also forgotten that they have a God. Because if you think you have a problem more than you have a God, then your problem can become your greatest enemy. But if you think that in spite of that problem, you have a God, then the light of your God can turn around the situation that you think you are going through. Amen, somebody. Are you here with me? So it is not a problem. But it is you understanding that God is with you. Matthew chapter number 14. I'm going to show you some things. Matthew chapter number 14. I read from verse number 22. Matthew chapter 14. Immediately Jesus made his disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now follow the story. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. Hey, so he was praying. He was left alone. And then he wanted to go back to his disciples. But there was a sea. Then what did he do? He didn't say, I have a problem. In those days, they don't have the cell phone. Now you can call and say, Peter, I'm done praying. So come and take me back. I'm standing at the shore. No. Jesus said, this water cannot stop me. So he started walking on the water. But this is what I want to show you. Let's read on. And when the disciples, verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good tears. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to, Jesus, to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat... And the wind ceased. Did you see what happened? Now, this is what I want to show to you. Please follow me. Pay attention. Jesus did not command the storm to cease before he told Peter to walk on the water. Whilst the wind was still blowing, 
mean that Jesus was by himself walking in the midst of the storm to the boat. He didn't tell the storm to cease. But Peter was afraid because of the same storm. Are you getting the difference here? He was afraid because of the wind and then he started doubting God's word that said he should come. Many people go to God in prayer and they think the problem is bigger than God's word to them. And they use the circumstances as a yardstick to judge if God has heard them or he has not heard them. God is still God no matter the problem you think you are going to. Are you here with me? Your problem does not make God small or does not make God great. God is God. And it's for you to understand that in the midst of the storm, <laughs> that is why he will gain his glory. You see? He entered the boat before he told the word, the storm to cease. God is beautiful. Sometimes people think that the problem is so great that God cannot solve it. No. But God wants to gain his glory in the midst of the storm. Now, if the, the storm is over and then God shows up, how can you see the greatness of God? Ah, come on. Hey, if I told you last week, if you like switch on your, your light, your phone light, it will, it will not shine. The sun is greater than your phone light. It will not shine. So what is the use of what? That light? Nothing. God needs that problem to gain his glory. The, the truth is that you have to know that the problem cannot destroy you. So don't say, oh, don't, don't try and make God feel like your problem is so greater to the extent that, no, 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 no. His glory is greater than the problem. Because I told you last week, and you need to understand today, that when you are dealing with spiritual matters, know that it is purely a battle between light and darkness. Simple. That, that solves the whole confusion. The battle is between light and darkness. God is light. Satan is darkness. Finish. The moment you cast this revelation, you will never be afraid of any demons. You will never be afraid of the devil. Because you are a carrier of light. And as you carry light, everywhere you go, where darkness is, darkness must give way. Are you here with me, church? You need to understand this. So that when you go to God in prayer, you don't pray like your problems are even bigger than God. No. In the midst of the storm, you must see God. In the midst of the problems, in the midst of the financial difficulties, you must know it is what God. Ah, nyami, I want to be spiritual. Like, he takes advantage of the problems to gain glory. Ah, if God is not so powerful, imagine God told Jesus, He said, You go and die. I'll raise you up on the third day. Hey, how many people can voluntarily say, I want to die? Master, even if God comes and raises thousand dead people here and they, God asks you, die so that I can raise you up. <laughs> Some of you say, God, me, nah, 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 nah. Even though you have raised thousand people, but what if me, I go and I don't come? <laughs> people would doubt God. Amen. But God told Jesus, he told Jesus, die, I'll raise you up on the third day. And Jesus believed it. And he subjected himself to death. Are you here? So don't, don't think that God, God is not so much interested in letting the storm cease than you seeing his glory in the midst of the storm. I get what I'm saying. So when you are praying, don't pray with the mindset that God let the problem solve. No. Pray with the mindset, Father, reveal your glory in the midst of this. I have two different kind of prayers. So. Reveal your glory in this, in this situation. Let your glory be seen. Because 
you will switch on the light when there is darkness. You cannot tell darkness, go away, go away, so that I can switch my light. It doesn't work like that. Go and read Genesis chapter 1. When God was creating the world, darkness was there. And he said, let there be light. Then when he was creating even the day, he said, let there be morning, let there be night. Night is darkness, day is light. He's trying to tell us that, yes, in the midst of light, darkness is there. And in the midst of darkness, light is there. But the greater is the light. Oh, come on, somebody. The greater is the light. So, no matter what you do, demons are around. Witches are around. The devil is still around. But in spite of their problems, we shall still prosper. In spite of their presence, we shall not die. In spite of their presence, it shall be well with us. The devil cannot stop us because he's there. We will prosper because of the light of God. We will prosper because of the glory of God. I don't need the devil to tell me that I will prosper, I will not prosper. I shall prosper. I am blessed. No matter what the devil does, he can't do anything about it. So don't be afraid of the presence of the devil. The presence of the devil does not, it does not change God. Please, am I, am I talking to you? The presence of darkness does not change the power of light. <laughs> See, this thing I'm teaching you today. I got this revelation just this week. And it is just changing the way I'm praying. Because sometimes you, you feel like God. Oh, take away this shame from me. Take away this problem from me. Ah, no. What about saying, God, reveal your divine health in me. Each of you saying, God, take away this sickness. Why don't you say, God, manifest your divine health in me. Instead of saying, God, take away the poverty or the lack. Why don't you say, Father, manifest your riches and prosperity? Because those are the glory of God. I guess what I'm saying. Those are the things that will make you know that, yes, you believe God. I want us to read a verse. I want to show you something. Go to the book of Daniel. Now, even before you wait, go to Exodus 14 first. I want to show you a story, then we'll come to Daniel. I just want to give you a picture. Are you in Exodus 14? Are you there? Okay. I just want to get a contest for you. Now. Okay, you let's, let's read from verse 1. Exodus chapter 14 from verse 1. So we can get a contest, the contest right. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and come before Pi Harihoth, between Migdal and the sea, opposite Baal Siphon. You shall come before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. In other words, there, there are too many, you know, lands around. The wilderness has closed them in. Do you see that? Like, the, the problems are, are just too much. I'm giving you a picture. See, they are, they are, God told them that Charlie go to, to these places. But Pharaoh, when he sees that, he said, Ah, Charlie, look. Now they are surrounded by the lands. The wilderness are kind of encamped them. You see? Okay. He didn't know God was trapping him. Now, verse 4. Can we all read it together? One to go. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh. And over all his enemy, I mean, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. Did you see that? Did you see that? So sometimes, Charlie, 
you think that what is going on ah you are focusing on the problem that there's no problem and forgetting that god wants to gain his glory he wants to be honored okay is, is it god who is you know kind of giving the permission for the devil to do that no literally no but the devil is so stubborn as long as you are in this world the devil come and tempt you whether you like it even if see the the job's account the way he went to god god will not give him permission against his people again no but now that he knows that he doesn't have the permission what is he now doing he's roaming about like a roaring lion seeking whom he will devour so as for him now he doesn't go to heaven to seek permission anybody that he sees he wants to attack the person see and god said I will gain my glory. I will gain my honor. And then they will know that I am God. So, it, that, it is not about what the devil is doing. That will determine how you pray. Write it down. Your prayer is not determined by what the enemy is doing. Your prayer is determined by your understanding of God's glory. Let me say it again. Your prayer is not determined by what the devil is doing. Your prayer is determined by your understanding of God's glory. See the kind of prayers you are praying? It's useless. Useless prayers. Many people pray useless prayers. And you see, when you are praying useless prayers, you feel that my prayer has work. It is work. It's no more grace. It's work. It's no more grace. It's work. You see, you, you see, yes, me, you see the way I pray. I love praying intensely. But I have done. It's not like how I pray intensely that determines what will happen. You can last week. Remember, we read the scripture, Luke 18. That uh, prayer, if there's no faith, your prayer will not work. He said, I will gain my glory. So, in the midst of it, in the midst of the problem, don't say, Everybody, please, this problem, no. Say, Father, this is an opportunity to gain your glory. Show yourself. I know you will take me out of it. I'm out. I get what I'm saying. A lot of people focus on the problem. They focus so much on the problem. And they forget to see the glory of God. Praise the Lord. A lot of things need to be understood. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to read. Uh, let's go to Psalm 23. I wanted us to go to Daniel, but we'll, we'll get to Daniel. But I want us to look at Psalm 23. I'm just showing you some pictures. We'll get to Daniel very soon. Because when you get to Daniel, you understand the, the power. Psalm 23. It says, we all know, but let's start reading from verse number four. It says, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, those days, because David was a, a warrior, you know the valley of the shadow of death is usually where they meet and they battle. But it also represents, like we're walking in this world, you are walking, you know, as this world, eh, this earth, because of what Satan did, this whole world has been corrupted with death. So, even as we are walking in this world, we are walking in the midst of death. You see, you see the way people die. Look at what has happened in Turkey. One earthquake, it has taken over 20,000 lives. Human beings, oh, 
These are not animals, so human beings. But 20, over 20,000. Still, they cannot even find some people. Including that Ghana, I said the Ghana footballer, Christian Achu. It's also down there. They have not found him yet. Just one. A lot of the events that happens in this world, a lot, it leads to death. Why? Because we are literally living in the valley of the shadow of death. This earth is full of death. But we are here. And it says, as he's walking in, he will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with him. Now, how many Christians always remember that God is with them? The rod and the staff comfort him. Then the verse 5, look at what it says. Can we all read verse 5? Want to go. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. So, the problem is not your enemies. Again. You know, we are, I don't know why a lot of Christians are so enemy conscious than God presence conscious. God with me is greater than 10 billion demons combined. But we are not praying. You see, the way sometimes we pray, it's like we are talking to the devil more than we are talking to God. If you are talking to God, you must know who God is. I told you, you must know who God is. God knows there's a problem. But will you see him in the midst of the problem? The problem is not the problem. When you fail to see God in the midst of it, you think that God is not, is not powerful enough. God, listen, God will not let the problem go away so that you see his glory. You will see his glory in the problem. So don't pray and say, God, let the storm cease. Rather pray and say, God, show your glory now. Uh, I get what I'm saying. And to God destroy this whole earth and cast the cause of problems forever, no matter what, there will be an unending stream of problems in this world. No matter what. But you and I, we have the peace because we know God is with us. Are you here? I want to show you a very powerful verse that, that we'll, now, we'll go to um, we'll finally head to Daniel. It's in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 43. Are you there? Isaiah chapter number 43. It says, read from verse number 1. It says, but now, that says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not. Say fear not. Oh, shout it, shout it. Say fear not. Fear not. He said, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Wow. He said, well, verse 2. Let's read it together. One to go. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am your Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Did you see that? He didn't say that when you meet the fire, I will quench the fire, then you can go. He didn't say when you meet the river, I will let the river die. Oh, yes. Hey, but he, he created a path. Yes. You see, in the midst of the Red Sea, he created a path. He gained his glory. Pharaoh thought the Red Sea would consume them, but he ended up being consumed by the Red Sea. See, this is what I'm talking to you about. Don't be scared about the situation. The problem is not big. Ah, the doctor said, the, the doctor said what? So what? God will gain his glory. He will gain his honor. Are you here with me, somebody? He said, when you, look, he said, when you walk through the fire, the fire will not burn you. Neither will the flame, even the flame, scorch you. 
Uh-huh. So now, you realize that you don't have anything at home. You don't have money. You don't have anything. Yet, in spite of that, God will give you something to eat. Yes. That should tell you that in spite of the poor. See, you think you don't have anything, but somebody is more poorer than you. As for you, by the grace of God, if you don't have anything at all, God has a way of giving you something to eat. But there's somebody, when they don't have anything, they don't have anything. Not even somebody to give them water to drink. Last time I, I went to the market to go and buy one or two things. When I was coming, a gentleman was carrying some goods. He was wearing those masks. And then he called me, so, sir. I said, yes. So, please, I've been selling all the, can I have something to go and buy food to eat? I looked at this guy. I, the laughter just, <laughs> I, I don't know why I laughed. I, I started laughing. I don't know why I did that, but laughter just came out of my mouth. Like, I started laughing. <laughs> I just, you know. The guy was, he, 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 started, he started selling something. You know? I, have you seen people like that before? They say, oh, like, they are, they, things are, they need something. Amen. The problem is not the problem. The fire will not burn you. The water will not drown you. I get what I'm The problem will not kill you. If only you recognize that God is with you. So when you are praying to God, say, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. Do you know the many, many, many times that the devil has, has come up to me at night, at day, so many ways, and told me that the church will collapse. By countless number of times. And every time when the devil comes out with those voices, I laugh. I know the God who called me. We shall fulfill, we shall fulfill our ministry. Yes, I'm speaking to you now. Friday when we're praying here, we prayed a prayer. I was here and God, God told me, he said, tell them all the things that I've told them that I'll do with them. They should know that I, the Lord, I will do. I have not forgotten. And you know what started that? Whilst we were praying, God started talking to me and said, listen, you are going to start your missionary work again. God was telling me on Friday. He said, I'm going to send you out. You're going to start planting more church. Don't think that I'm done with you. Whilst we were praying, no. And God started talking to me. And now, you see, if you, if, if you, don't, have, if you don't know how God thinks the way he thinks, if you use your eyes to look into your bank account and realize that it's left with Tangana CDs, you start talking nonsense. You start talking nonsense. Ah, God, it's left with my 10 CDs. How am I going to survive? How am I going to survive tomorrow? You start talking nonsense. But if you know the kind of God you have and the kind of father you have, you know that 10 CDs that you are seeing can become 1 billion in a matter of seconds. Because, see, God will not come, see, let me tell you, God will not come to you and say, you know, you, you, you said it's left with your 10 CDs. Oh, then what are you going to do? What, do? what do you think you can do? God will not come and talk to you like that. Whenever God will come and say, I've come to lift you up to the next level. Yeah. Whilst you think you are struggling, God will just show up and say, take this direction. Move to this route. This is where your next level is. Finish. Yeah. I've been praying. We have been praying about something. Then, bah, all of a sudden, God just brought somebody out of nowhere. You see, we stop praying and presenting your problems to God. Pray and, and present His glory to Him. That is the language He understands. I told you, ah, you let somebody cheat you right now, go and talk to a policeman. And the policeman is like your friend or your something. You're very, very tired. It's about the problem. When you go through it. So stop thinking about the problems. The fire will not consume you. Now let's go to Daniel. I read all this just to paint a picture to you. So that you would understand. Okay. How this whole thing is working. Thank you very much. 
Holy Spirit. Daniel chapter number 3. So, you know the story, right? When you read from verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar, sorry, he made a golden image. He wanted people to worship. And then, He wanted everybody on the land to worship. But there were some three young guys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? They said, no way. We are not going to bow to this. So let's read from verse number 8. He said, Daniel chapter number 3 from verse number 8. He said, therefore, at a time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, oh, King, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed, Nego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods? Or worship the gold image which I have set up. Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God? Who will deliver you from my hand? This is how the devil sometimes talks. See, when the devil is bringing down problems upon some people, he sometimes boasts. He thinks that he has brought a problem that nobody can deliver you out of it. Look at, look at how boastful Nebuchadnezzar was. That who is the God who can deliver you out of my hand? Can you imagine? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. <laughs> I love this. He said, we, we, don't, we don't even have to answer you. We don't have to answer you. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He would deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Come on. How many Christians today can talk like this? How many Christians today can talk like this? You see a, a young Christian, young lady, my family is poor. I don't have money. This guy said he will sleep with me and I give him money. That's why I did it. Nonsense. Where's your God? Where's your God? Look at how powerful this boy spoke. He said, even if our God does not deliver us, we will still not worship you. Even if God does not provide for me, I will not sleep with you. Even if I don't have food to eat, I will never sleep with you. Even if I don't have money, I'll never steal. I'll never do it. How many Christians can think like this? They say, oh, hey, you know, the problem was overwhelming. It was too much. I couldn't handle it. You're a joke. You don't know what you're playing with. You can read the book of Proverbs. The Bible says that, you see, if you don't have... I, read, today's, read today's devotional. You'll find it. I, could, I used it in today's devotional. Go and read it. If you don't have self-control, 
uh, in the book of say if you don't have self-control you are like a city whose walls are broken if you don't have self-control eh, it's like you think you have a city but the city the walls are broken down say even if ah may this be your story in jesus name Usually, I don't like comparing us to people of the Old Testament because we have a better level. But sometimes, when you read stories like this, and you realize that even today, many Christians cannot talk like this, it's, it amazes me. Now, let's read on. Let's finish reading it. Then, Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, of course. And the expression of his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they hit the furnace seven times more. Than it was usually heated. Hey. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was the furnace exceedingly hot the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Can you imagine? Just the flame. Listen. When we read Isaiah 43, you remember what God said? He said not even the what? The flames of the fire will scorch you. So if the flames can kill people that should tell you that Charlie even the flame is even more dangerous than the fire itself. And it should tell you the kind of fire God was talking about. Because the flame can kill. But God said, even the flames of the fire that you go through cannot scorch you because he's with you. He didn't say a good amen. Verse number 23. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in walking in the midst of the fire. And they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. You shall not be hurt by any problem. I said, no situation can destroy you. No problem is bigger than you. The God that you serve, he shall glorify his name in the name of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Look at what he said. They are not hurt. Your problem is that you think that condition can destroy you. So when you are praying, you are just praying, KK. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When you read the story, you see. They didn't have to go and pray. They didn't pray. There was no special prayer meeting for them. Now, they spoke by faith. And God showed up. When God is with you, no level of fire can destroy you. See, stop thinking about the problems and start thinking about what God can do. His glory is bigger than the problem. You have light and then you are sitting in darkness complaining and crying. Hey, there's no light. But is your prepaid finished? No. Is there a nation one blackout? No. So why are you crying and complaining about darkness? That's what a lot of people are doing. They have the light in Christ, but they are complaining about the sickness, complaining about the money. Complain about this, complain, complain, complain. Because too many Christians are still limited to the flesh. They are still thinking about the flesh. When you say, they say, hey, that's what you don't understand. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy. That kind of rubbish thing they talk about. Now, you, you think it's not easy. If it's not easy, then, then let God allow you to face it and see which one is not easy. Even with the, you think, ah, it's not easy. Think about the glory of God. He said he wants to gain his glory. When the problem comes, you, you laugh. Say, ah, God, I thank you. This one is a school job. When the Bible says that, 
if the devil had knew, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, if the devil had known, he would not have crucified the Prince of Glory. You see, what the devil thinks he's doing to you, he will live to regret it. I'm telling you. And what did the Bible say? The Bible said, count it all joy when you go through various kinds of temptations and trials. How can you be full of joy when you think you are going through problems? There's a secret. There's a secret. The secret is that you know because God is with you and the glory of God is there. When the problems come, you are there, you are laughing. You are laughing. Tell it today, wake up, there's nothing in your pocket. You are laughing. You know that today you eat. Hey, Opa, let your bank account be empty. You still eat. What are you talking about? Ah, God will provide. He's with you now. Why are you behaving like this? You don't have any God. And then all your prayers is full of complaining and uh, unnecessary crying. That will produce nothing. You think God is looking at your tears? What kind of prayers is that? Please change the way you pray. Tell your neighbor, change the way you are praying. Change the way you are praying. Change the way you are praying. The way you are praying, hey, you pray like that for 15 years, nothing will happen. Nothing will change. Nothing. Don't look at the problem and go to God. If you see the problem and you get to God, let the glory of God confuse you. I say, ah, I thought I was coming to complain, but God, you are too beautiful. You are too powerful. It's too powerful. I cannot. See, I'm, I'm being honest with you. The kind of revelations God is revealing to me recently is changing a lot of things in my mind. I'm, t- I'm telling you. Prayers that work are prayers that agree that God... You are glorious. I told you last week, Jesus was praying, God, if it is possible, take away this cup from me. Take it away. God did not mind him. God will not take your problems to solve your problems. Let me repeat it. Let me repeat. God will not take away any problem in order to solve your problem. Can I, can I, can I increase the volume? God will not take away that thing you are going through, that problem you think you are going through. He will not take it away so that he will solve it for you. No, no, no. While the problem is going on, he will show himself strong. He will glorify himself. And as soon as his light shows forth, that problem will automatically disappear because God's presence is with you. The Bible says that in the new um, heaven and the new earth that God will bring after this one is destroyed. What did he say? He said, there will be no sun. There will be no moon. There will be only one source of light. God himself, the source of light. And he said there will be no night. Meaning that darkness will forever be cast away. But now, he did the sun and the moon. There's still darkness around. But in the midst of this darkness, light is still greater. You, if you have not caught any revelation at all, let this one sink. That when you are dealing with spiritual matters, it's a battle between light and darkness. Just, just this one revelation will change the way you think forever. Just this one. When you sit in the bus, you just declare, in the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you. Your light is upon this road. Accident is a product of light. I'll bump into you if I cannot see you. If you are walking in darkness, we can just, we can bump into each other because there's darkness. Accident is a work of darkness. So say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I cast your light upon this road. As I'm driving, I'll drive and go up and down. And I'll have no accident. Sometimes you are even driving on your leg. Somebody will throw their brake and come and hit you. Ah, it will never happen. In light, nothing of that will happen. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah. I keep on telling you. We will go and come and have peace. When people think that... Yeah, let, them, let them laugh. Let them be laughing. Let them look at you and be laughing. Oh, look, look at him. Oh, yeah, nothing, nothing. Let them laugh. Let them laugh. God is, is hey, with future vegetables, maybe, eh, is about to set up the stew on the fire. By the time he's done cooking, those people who are laughing, <laughs> they, they will open their mouth like that. Ah, I thought they were finished. Oh. I thought they were finished. That's why he said, what eyes have not seen. What yeah. Some of you will pray to do. You, you rush. Hey, God, God, God. Hey, look at this one. This, the house God wants you to build. When you build it, that one that has been is built. They come and ask you, ah, now they are not seeing it. Say, oh, yes, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, yeah, why are you rushing? Don't rush. They say, hey, everyone, everyone is going. Oh, everyone, are you everyone? 
No, are, are you are you are you everyone? Are you the same as that person? You see, they say, the people say that you see, ah, Pam, we don't have equal thing. We are all unique. Everyone is unique. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah, everyone is unique. Me, as I'm standing here, eh, there's no way I can work for anybody again. I've worked for somebody once in my life, and I don't think I can do it again. Not because I don't want to. Because when I look at myself, and I see where God is taking me, I know if I go and work with somebody, a problem will come again. There are some people that we have been created to be like that, whether you like it or not. There are some people too, they can never work for themselves. They have to work for somebody. There are some people too like that. So we are not all the same. So if you see me not, not going to work and you think I'm lazy, you are mad. Because you don't know my story. You don't know my story. You don't know my story. You don't know where I'm going. You don't know what I'm. You don't know it. You don't know it. No baby, I'll sign up. I'll my baby. I know correct. Amen. <laughs> so please tell your neighbor. Don't look at your problems. Look at the light in the midst of darkness. There's no problem that is bigger than you. The problem is not the problem. I have to print this one big and put it somewhere. The problem is not the problem. It's not a problem at all. Nah. Seek God's glory. Regina, seek God's glory. Nah. Friday, God told, was praying, God told me, I should tell him to buy me food. Me, I always want to do things when I hear it. Do you know why God told me to do that? God told me that I should. I, I, I sent Isaiah to come and look for you. I don't know why you left. Because when you brought the food, I, should, I wanted to prophesy over you. So I'll do it today for you. God told me to tell you. That's what I wanted. He said, that thing that you did on Friday. He said, mark it down. You will never lack. And that you will become that conduit. Because when we were praying, whilst we were praying, one of the things I saw is that, I saw a gallon. And that people were coming and were pouring the, the water into people for people to drink water. It's whilst I was looking at you, it was like now people were now running and running and running and running and coming. God said that, Charlie, you, by so doing, you become an endless supplier of good things to people. And do you know what that means? It means that God is going to prosper you. There are some things that are spiritually discerned. I get what I'm saying. The problem is not a problem. Don't allow any situation to overwhelm you. Like how. Pharaoh thought that, ah, the Israelites, the lands have surrounded them so much, so they will be connected. No, 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 no. The more the problems come, sing praises. Because God, you know, every champion, you need to fight to remain a champion. It's not, it's not the case. Uh, if you, you ask those boxers and those athletes, they will tell you if there's no fight or there's no match, they are not happy because they want to fight so that they can become champions. Yes. Satan must bring his problems so that the glory of God will continue to be revealed. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not make it a big deal. That's why you see there are some people they can easily be deceived by some of these false prophets. Because they have made what Satan is doing so much a big deal. That they think that hey, if you don't come to me, what Satan is doing will destroy you. No, no, no. It's not a big deal. Let him do his worst. And let us also tap into the best of our God. We have the light. He has darkness. What power does he got? Think like that. And you see, one fashion free hanapea, what you are going, the, in the realm of the spirit, the spiritual battle is between darkness and light. You have light. Satan has darkness. Whatever he does, he cannot conquer light. Never be afraid. That you are so afraid. How can you be holding light and then you are afraid of darkness? How is that possible? Is that possible? So when you go to God when you are praying, pray like that. Let that inform the way you pray. Oh, Father, thank you. Creator of the heavens and the earth. I know in every situation you will have the last say. Thank you for good. You don't say, God, God, take away this problem. Let this problem cease. I have changed the way I'm praying since Thursday. Because I realized that when the more you want to spend and grow, God, change, change the problem. Change the problem. You are wasting your time. What about me? Do you know what I can do? That's what God will be asking you. 
You just take the medical report and say, Father, thank you. You are gaining your glory in this report. When the doctors think there's no hope for me, you have given me hope. That's your prayer. That's how you talk to God. Are you here with me? Your story has changed from today. I say your story has changed from today. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.